Welcome to Business Talk with Chris Hazel, the podcast where we uncover the stories behind local businesses in and around Stratford-upon-Avon. I'm your host, Chris Hazel. Each episode, I chat with passionate business owners and entrepreneurs and dive deep to get to know the people behind the businesses that make this area great. So get ready to be intrigued and inspired by some local legends. Hello and welcome to Business Talk with Chris Hazel. Today I'm joined by Nikki from Mucking About Playgroup. Mucking About is an outdoor stay and play group in Stratford-upon-Avon, providing children with the opportunity to enjoy a variety of messy and physical play in a safe environment. So uh, welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Um, you obviously run it with um, with a business partner, Danny, but she's uh, not able to join us today. But if you could start by maybe telling us a little bit about your your background how um yeah what what you used to do and and what took you to bringing uh to to running mucking about absolutely um so I was a teacher primary school teacher for over 10 years at mostly reception age and became the early years lead and then had my own children um and decided that I wanted to try and do something that was that meant I could spend as much time as possible with them and be, be able to take them to school and pick them up. Everything that we all want to do, and it's very, very hard to do with most jobs. Um, so as I was off um, on maternity leave and taking the children to school, I met Danny, who's another school mum. Our children are in, quite a lot of our children are in the same classes at school and very good friends, friends which is handy. And then together we um, had our two littlest ones. So we, as we became friends, we started to travel off to different play, outdoor play groups with them. And we just kind of one day said, why is there nothing like this in Stratford itself? You know, it's a big place. There's lots of people with lots of children. There seems to be a bit of a want for it from what we can tell. Um, and, you know, why maybe this is something we could do. Now, obviously, for me, it's like the best part of teaching, really, because it's this is why you become a teacher is to play with children. Or in my opinion, anyway, that's why I became a teacher is to be around young children and play with them and provide them with opportunities to learn exciting opportunities. So that's what we decided to do. And Danny had the space to do it, which was very handy because she's just doing up a house um, in Alveston Hill, which has lots of land. So we had the land to do it on and also very, very handy that her husband is a builder. So that, that was very useful in building the huge covered area that we have. And um, so it kind of all just worked out very nicely. Um, and it means that it's something that we, because we both, Danny has four children, number five on the way, and I have three children. So it's something that we can do that is inclusive of our families and means that if we want to go to an assembly, if one of them gets something in assembly, then we can go. And that's lovely because as a teacher, you can't do any of those things. I know you have lovely holidays with your children a lot of the time I know people think we have more but um, <laughs> we do get the nice time in the holidays with them but generally you can't have time off to go to sports day or or an assembly or take them to school or pick them up so it works perfectly for us so when that did that sense. when did that idea start to formulate and and then when when did you guys launch 
Um, so it all happened very, very quickly, really. It was almost like we just said, we, why don't we try and do this? And then before we knew it, it was sort of happening. Um, and so we probably spoke about it at the beginning of the year. And then but uh, we opened in July. So that's kind of, yeah, it just became a, a reality. And we were so lucky that mm, lots of people, lots of our friends clubbed together and helped us make the space. As I said, Andy, Danny's husband um, is a builder and he got all um the wood and everything that we need he was he's from a demolition company and he was demolishing Henley and Arden railway station so our big covered area is made from all the wood from Henley and Arden railway station which is lovely because keeping it very local um so he obviously got that for us and then all the lots of partners and friends got involved and did like made lots of things for it made the big shelter made the um, like water containers made the art easel everything's very much made by all of our friends and family and we had big barbecues and we would try and feed them and, <laughs> and give them drink and say thank you for doing this for us um so that kind of all happened and then yeah we opened in july and has been like the response has been overwhelming people are so supportive so lovely about it and they come and they say oh thank you so much for doing something like this in Stratford we've been desperate for something like this and we have people now that come back a lot and we you know it's you know we feel like we've made friends through doing this a lot of people that we we see we would class as friends now which is absolutely lovely and just seeing the children just have the best time and like that you've sort of helped to create that is just really lovely, really nice feeling. And how does it compare to uh, um, to teaching and to, to, to obviously the relationship you have with the children? You're a bit, it's more the parents that will play with the children than, than you guys. Do you still get that? I don't know if it's quite the... involved. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to play with the children quite a lot. Um, but yeah obviously the parents are there as well but I think sometimes I say to them like this is your opportunity like your your children that's a very very safe space and we want to encourage independence from the children which is really important so we say to stand back like have a little step back from it let them go and explore sometimes we're too much you know steering their play in a way and it's quite nice for them to just go off and be independent and and for us to then go and play with them and their parents can just have a chat with their friends that they haven't seen for ages when do we get to do this so I do love playing with the children it's one of the big perks for me um and and yeah it's just very it's different from teaching in that that's I've got all of this is the best bits of teaching for me I'd fallen out of love with the a constant assessment the pressure the children are under I really have very strong views about education in this country and what we make our children do and and how we you know as soon as they go to school they're sitting down generally and doing their writing doing their reading and doing their numbers and a lot of that in reception quite often that starts off quite nicely and there is quite a lot of play in in there but as they get old, I mean, as soon really a lot when they get to year one, that stops a lot of the time, and they're still only five. And you just think, 
you know, what are we doing to these poor kids? So I'd, I was really lucky in teaching that I had an amazing head and he was very supportive and I had quite extreme views and he absolutely let me go with those. And my classroom looked very, very different to probably a lot of other classrooms and it was very very free flowing and play based and I was trying to take that up throughout the whole of the school by the end and he was very supportive about that and that was great um but you still get a lot of pressure from like Ofsted and all of that and that's not not the funnest bit of the job so for me doing this is just I've been able to just let my creativity run wild and you know, embrace everything that I love about teaching without having all that pressure on top to, to make them a certain way and get them to achieve a certain point. And, you know, just putting my faith in that when children play, they are learning the whole entire time. We don't need to do more than just allow them to play to learn. Yeah, I know. I, well, um, I just had uh, my sister-in-law who runs a, a tuition centre on as well, and she had equally sort of she's a bit further up the um the age groups mm. but equally sort of strong views and opinions on yeah how how perhaps there should be another way for to for educating it seems like teachers um obviously you love the job and they kept they and they come with you all have such passion um mm. for for what you do and for the kids and things like that and it's obviously evident with the with yourself and was also with her and i've um a couple of friends who were who are teachers as well and they all seem to yeah to really love the job and, and what they do and um that's great that you can find something that allows you to just do the bits that you that you really yeah. enjoy and so do you take some of the stuff you know that you learn about teaching into what you know what activities you provide and is there like um a reason that you will pick certain things for um to go within the play group or um, yeah, how how do you choose what activities are there? Mm, absolutely. So I'm really fortunate that I worked for years with the Early Years Foundation Stage curriculum. So that's always in the back of our minds when we're setting things up. But because it's so wide, you know, that there is so much that goes into that. And pretty much any exciting opportunity you're offering children will fit into the EYFS. Um, so it's a lot of physical play. We've obviously got the builders area where they're riding on tractors and um, building things with bricks and creating larger structures and things. So that's a lot of for the physical development side of things. Um, and then you've got in the mud kitchen, they're constantly exploring number and maths by pouring into containers and looking at that side of things and like counting how many conkers am I going to put into my potion um, and just be, generally the whole space it, they're being so creative so imaginative they're just developing it's so important for things like language development is to just have the opportunities to play and be excited by what's around you and we just we see different things every time we have a session we see 
we stand back and we have a little look and every single child will be learning something with whatever they are doing and it's so rewarding to see and they'll and like some will just come out with little things and you're like the other day there was a a little boy just putting lots of things into the water and he was was like look mummy this sinks because it's heavy and just you know things like that constantly all the time coming out of them and it's just so nice that you to show people that you don't you can get all of this learning out of them without having to sit them down and tell them things and you know and more of an old-fashioned kind of way so yeah yeah, I know um when we came, my son was obsessed with the ice block. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the, the toy, the toys in it, um, and he was. Uh, I, I think probably what he learned from that was sharing. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot he... of that, yeah, mm, a lot of sort of just learning how to be with, especially with the younger children, learning how to work as a team and how to take turns. It's so important before before children are expected to do any like further learning as so before they go to school they've got to learn haven't they all these social skills and just how to be nice people so hopefully there's a lot of that being encouraged as well so what uh, you mentioned obviously you had strong views and a certain way that your classroom was 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 set up how what what what, what were the differences and what what would you change about um yeah the, the that early years education um, oh, I could talk about this for quite a long time. <laughs> um, so basically, I spent a long time as a teacher studying an area of Italy called Reggio Emilia. And how they learn there is inspiring. I just think it's it's fascinating. And it's all about the children which they are being the most important people in that classroom. And of course they are. Um, And it's about learning that they lead the learning. So for example, in my classroom, I didn't do planning in advance. So I wouldn't be sitting there thinking about this week, we're going to do this topic and it's going to look like this. Very, very much it was led by what the children said to me every day. So they might come in that morning and one of them might have bought something in to show or found something on the way to school or just have something interesting to say. And then that would then have a knock-on effect for the whole day of what we learned about. So if they'd found an acorn on their way to school, then we'd get that child up and they'd be then we'd start talking about it and however that conversation went would then be what we did that day so it might be where you know obviously where's this come from talking about trees going outside and having a little look at all the different trees what's growing on them nature or it might be you know it just depends what conversations they had with you really so that would then lead the plan for that day um and what I would do to to show because I it was difficult I had to prove a lot that this way of working this really worked um so I did books of the children's story it was like a story so I'd say like this was our starting point and then this is where it took us it was like a journey and I had up on the walls the journey that we'd gone on and how that fitted into the the early years curriculum 
Um, and the other thing was I would always start at the beginning of the year with completely empty classrooms. So you would come into the reception classroom and there would not be a thing in it. And that I obviously had lots of meetings with parents before the children started about all of this because I said, you'll you'll be like, what on earth is going on? And I explained my, you know, why, my reasoning for all of this so that everyone kind of understood and hopefully was on board with it. Um, and then as as a class, we would then decide what our classroom looked like and what we wanted where. And, you know, they would build that that environment with me, which was really exciting and really important because that's where they're going to spend a whole year. And, you know, it was I just gave so much importance to the children in my class. They told me what they wanted to learn. They they were like the bosses in there. So that was why it's slightly different. And I get really, really frustrated. I think all teachers, I, I do genuinely believe that you become a teacher because you love children and you're passionate about helping them to learn. But because of greater beings, it, that gets lost a bit. And we're made to do things that, you know, we don't always really believe in and and I feel like the children are just made to grow up so fast and fit into to a format. So, for example, you might get someone that it's not their strength being writing or reading or, or numbers. Their strength absolutely is they are the greatest sports person. But does that how do you get that out in our education system when it's all very heavily based on like the academic side of things so I just would always try and really try and find what every single child was good at and really go with that um, and try and nurture that and, and bring that out of them throughout the year which I think sometimes is really hard to do when you've got this target to meet at the end of the year and you know Ofsted banging on your door <laughs> and so would the, I mean one of the ch big challenges you've got there is class sizes I guess to be able to have the time to focus on each person would they all each get a, t a turn to be the one who decided what what was going to be learned that day or was Pretty it much, yeah I mean it kind of just went with yeah whoever I mean there's only 30 children in the class so throughout the whole year someone would be that you know the few times they'd be sort of leading the learning and then I'd have project groups going on so what I'd found was there was a group of children for example that just kept going over to the, it's all about observation so they kept going over to the reading corner and reading these books about fish. It was obsessed, like an obsession with fish. And I just watched them every day and they'd take themselves off and they'd go to the reading corner and look at these books about fish. So then I got them together, that group of children, because they obviously there was something going on with these books about fish. And we spent some time together and they were like, oh, we'd like a, a pet fish for the class. So then we ended up like walking to pets at home. We were very fortunate where we were based as a school in Leamington. Um, we went on a little trip to pets at home and we got a fish and then we were talking about how to look after animals and all of this and so that was like a group of children that started that and then there was like another group of um girls that were very very into princesses and fairy tales and we ended up um they wanted to make costumes so they would go over to like the arts and craftsy bits and they'd be making shoes all the time like these princess shoes so we ended up making with this group and in like entire costumes princess costumes out of junk material and <clears throat> creative bits 
and then um, we invited their parents in and they put on like a show, a princess show for their parents. And that was just a particular group of children. But obviously there were some children that would have, have absolutely no interest in that, that didn't want to be a part of that. So we would go with, you know, very much, it was very much about observing, finding out where, where their passions lay and sort of, we call them project groups that we do little projects about with groups of children as well as just the individuals coming in and sort of and leading the day's learning as well and what are the long-term benefits or effects of, of like of learning in this way rather than uh, a more regimented way um I just think they're happier I like so much of the children was so, I know that children do you love school regardless a lot of children do um but would bound into school every day it was so exciting because you know what are we going to learn about today who knows where is this going to go um and the feeling that they were in charge of their own learning and yes yeah, just a really 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 happy community and the behavior was I was in quite an interesting area um and the behavior was quite a a big thing and I found that working in this way was incredible for the children's behaviour. They because they just wanted to learn all the time. They wanted to do what they were doing. So there was no sort of now we need to do this and then someone go, I don't want to. There was none of that because they generally wanted to do what we were doing and were really happy and got on really well with each other because we were constantly working as a team and making relationships and so I had a lot to prove because I then obviously did have to prove that working in this way, they make as much progress as working in a traditional more like sit now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this pre-planned environment. And I did prove actually that they made more progress right, <laughs> working in this way, which was good. And Ofsted did come in and I had an absolute battle on my hands and the man did not like me at all but by the end managed to uh, get him to even agree with me <laughs> so that was fortunate well it, it sounds like um, um, that that what they would would get is it's just like a natural curiosity because you're 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 sort of teaching them like what you've suggested is interesting let's investigate mm. that more and so and you know curiosity is like the start of learning isn't it essentially oh I want to know I want to know what the next thing is and you're that's what you're starting with each each day so mm. um I'm guessing that's <laughs> from from looking at it that's what they learn yeah, sounds, yeah sounds, absolutely. sounds great and that's obviously what you're trying to get with with mucky yeah just provide them with yeah you know, stimulus that can take that their imaginations just take off and they can it's basically just putting things out for them to use in however way they choose to use it and whatever learning comes out of that will be up to them to decide sometimes obviously you're there to, to ask questions uh, open-ended questions um to find out more about <clears throat> what they're doing and how they're playing but generally yeah just about setting up an environment where everything they are doing they are learning from and having fun doing it and allow to be children well it's, it sounds like a loss for the education system that <laughs> you're no longer doing this but oh. i guess i guess we're lucky about there's more that uh more children you can you can impact um yeah. uh hopefully so 
I'm, I'm, we get on to talking a bit more about it. Sorry, about yeah. it's, it's teaching and stuff. So what? Uh, tell yeah, tell us about Mucky about and uh, you know when people can come, what's available, and uh, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So we are open. We run sessions on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays mornings at the moment. Um, ten o'clock. We start ten till half eleven. And the reason we we've had to have. A few people ask about afternoon sessions, but we find that the age of the children that obviously most children are at school for a lot of the time. So the age of children can come so quite often have like a bit of a nap in the middle of the day. And so mornings are working well for us at the moment. And yeah, so we're, we're planning to be open all year round. So whatever the weather, please come along. Um, it's so important as again, as a teacher, I would have children outside all year round. Children need to be outside. You look at different countries like Scandinavia and places like that. And children are outside all the time because they love it. It's something built in us that we you know needs to to be outside and they're so happy children are generally so happy when they're outside we have some people that say to us um oh, I'm a bit, little bit worried about bringing my child they're going through that stage that they all go through of hitting other children or whatever it's snatching toys and worried about it but what you tend to find is they come along and all of that kind of disappears because they're just in a big open space and doing stuff that they love doing and it just kind of it really I think a lot of people have said to us I can't believe how well they've played here like it's really really lovely to see um so yeah majority of the time it is um we say six months to five years but obviously in the holidays school holidays um and whenever people can the older ones are very very welcome my daughter is just about to turn 8 and i can't get her out of it <laughs> she we we go up there and i'm sort of setting new things up and whatever and um also danny's oldest is 9 and he loves it just as much um so we've had we had a 9 year old yesterday because obviously it's the for a lot of people it's their half term this week or they've got a couple of weeks off so we had a nine-year-old yesterday at our session that absolutely loved it. And it's just so nice to see because children do grow up a bit too fast these days. And it is in that they love playing. They probably just think, I don't really do that anymore. But, you know, you get them in an environment like mucking about and they're just allowed to be a child. And it's so refreshing. Um, so, yeah, we will be open all year round. Just get the right clothes on and come on down. So we had a session the other day in the pouring rain. And because it's not very cold at the moment, actually, it was, you know, they were just wearing their wetsuits and things. And the children had the best time. I feel, feel like sometimes they have more fun when it's raining than when it's nice. Um, and if rain isn't your thing, we have our big, big covered areas. So you can hide under there and just watch them enjoying the rain and, and feel like you've done your bit for that. <laughs> you've done your good parenting bit. Um, and then, yeah, so in the holidays, at the, so for half term, we've got our Halloween specials, which is for all ages of children. And it's slightly different because we've got just a few extra activities going on. So we'll, we've got um, monster masks that we're making where we, we've just got a mask and then they can stick sort of lots of leaves and 
sycamore seeds and things onto the to create a lovely monster mask and we're making pine cane spiders and halloween biscuits and things so they are slightly different sessions um to what goes on throughout the week um, so that will be exciting. Then we're starting to think about Christmas. So we'll be having some lovely and um, what we tend to do is every month we do a new theme. So at the moment it's autumn with touches of Halloween. And then next month, November, will be space themed to fit in with firework night and things like that. And then obviously on to Christmas for December. So we find that it's to be honest I feel like it's more for us than the children like we get so excited about thinking of all the different ideas for the next theme um but it's nice you know for children that come quite a lot to come back and be like oh wow this you do just looks a little bit different and keeps it fresh um so yeah so, so as Mondays Thursdays Fridays and then the weekends you do, uh, yeah. you do as well Saturday uh, some some Saturdays, some Sundays, but we do quite a lot of parties at weekends. So um, quite a lot of the time we're busy partying with people on a Sunday morning, generally, um, which is lovely. Again, like being, we feel so lucky that we're allowed to see, you know, celebrate these things with these children. You know, they're spending really, like people will say, oh, it's um, so-and-so's first birthday today and we've, you know, brought her along. And we, you feel so lucky that people have chosen you to do that with. It just, yeah, it's lovely. Cool. And what's um, what's the future for, for, for Mackie about? What's, uh, what are the, yeah, obviously we've got the immediate plans you just discussed. I think I saw something on your Instagram about cafe. Cafe, uh, yeah. It's um, all about coffee. <laughs> we, we, we got quite frustrated when we first set mucking about. Uh, we wanted everything, as you do. You want everything to be absolutely perfect and wonderful. And you, it's not reality because you can't afford to do all these things. So at the moment, we're saving up to have our coffee hut. Um, we've got... Um, all the wood to create it already and we've um spoken to billy's coffee company who we're getting our wonderful coffee machine from and we know that coffee is a very very important part of a lot of parents lives <laughs> so we are going to get there we are going to get the people what they want and get some really nice coffee um and sell cakes and baby chinos and things for the kids um, yeah, we, so our next plan is to have this uh, building, which half of it will be the coffee hut and sort of alongside that will be a proper plumbed in toilet because we have a, a lovely portaloo at the moment, but we would like a, a proper toilet changing area so that people can go in and obviously have like a nice changing table for children and things. So that's on the cards hopefully within the next few months um, and then we just have so many ideas that it's difficult not to just get completely carried away um, we find that we just are constantly getting things for future things you know you see something you're like that would be amazing and um, getting that for in the future and we want to create more of um as you're walking up to the space at the moment we've got like an awesome tree tractor that they can play on and our little selfie frame but actually a few more bits for them to do on the way up to the play space itself um just because it will be exciting 
Um, and yeah, just so many, there's so much you could do. The opportunities are endless really, but that's good because it keeps us excited and keep investing anything we make goes back into the business and spend it on something that your children are going to benefit from. Cool. Um, perfect. Yeah. And uh, finishing with my usual question for, for local business, but what's your favourite local business? It's a tricky one. There are so many lovely local businesses and we have lots of friends that are doing amazing things. Um, but I am going to say the Mum Club at Stratford because I just think they do some absolutely lovely events. And I think it's a, a, an amazing way for parents to meet other parents. Um, it can be quite um, a journey that we're all on with these kiddies and I think it's so important for like our mental health and well-being as well as the children meeting each other and having a great time um I know I really struggled personally after I had um when my daughter was one and a half I had my son so having the two under two I did find really really hard um and that was probably my trickiest parenting moment and I didn't have the mum club Stratford to go to then but oh my gosh if I had then that would have been lovely just to talk to other people to rant and moan about everything to other people and obviously the lovely parts as well and just yeah have like meet lots of other children that you're your your child's going to become friends with uh, I just think it's a it's a really really lovely lovely thing to do cool perfect well I'll you know um I'll let the owners know about <laughs> <laughs> um and finally where do people go to yeah to either get tickets or or find out more where's the best place for them to to find you yep so we are on Instagram and Facebook mucking about playgroup and our ticketing website is um, Book When, which it will, is linked on our Facebook and Instagram page. So book tickets through them. We also do gift vouchers, which is becoming really popular, actually. So always looking for something. If you've got like a kid's party, you're thinking, oh, what can I get? Lots of people are buying gift vouchers at the moment, which is is really cool. And we've got some Christmas ones coming up for, for Christmas presents as well. So that was all on our Book When website. Perfect. Yeah, I'll link to those in the uh, in the description. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for for coming on and uh, and allowing me to pick your brains on uh, early years <laughs> education. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really interesting to to hear it. So yeah, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at chris at chrishazelmortgages.co.uk. Speak to you next time.